0: Well, business maybe more so, but consumers don't really know ACH. They know direct deposit. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the sure. way that's the way they think of it, right? And I think it'll be similar with FedNaps.
1: Welcome to another episode of FI Today, the podcast for all things banks, credit unions, payments, and more. My name is Kevin Miyamoto, also known as Moto.
0: Hello, Moto.
1: And... We have a great episode today. Uh, Joining me on the call is a dear friend of mine and someone who's really well-respected in the industry. He's currently Catalyst Corporate Federal Credit Union's VP of Payment Strategy and Product Innovation and is the chair of the U.S. Faster Payments Council Educational Awareness Subgroup Committee. Uh, So please make a warm round of applause for Glenn Wheeler. Thank you, Kevin. It's great to be here. So, so Glenn, um, thank you so much for joining. Um, good, good to see you again. And I guess to kick off the show today, let's just talk about what what got you to this point. Uh, give us a little background about you know who Glenn Wheeler is, and uh, we'll go from there.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. Yes. Um, so, uh, Catalyst Corporate, we're a, a federal credit union, which is. Uh, really think of us as an aggregator for for credit unions out there. We have uh, roughly 1,400 uh, credit unions across the country that use us for a variety of different services, including payment services. So uh, I have the privilege of um, being able to work with a great team at Catalyst that is is really focused on trying to offer relevant solutions around payments uh, for credit unions to utilize um, and stay competitive in the marketplace as we go forward. Um, So obviously a big part of my role right now is around uh, instant payments, faster payments, and so we're doing a number of things around that. Uh, my background is pretty much uh, dominated in uh, financial services and the payments in- industry. Um, part of that background is um, I was the president and CEO of a, uh, a non-for-profit payments association called Payments Nation, uh, which was also known as uh, uh, predecessor of the National Clearinghouse Association. Not NACHA, but the... Um, National Clearinghouse without the automated uh, part of that, and um, and then went on to do a number of uh, uh, other things prior to coming on board to the Catalyst team. So, uh, uh, most of those activities were all around uh, trying to find efficiencies and ways that we could make the payments process better, and so the opportunity at Catalyst is really exciting to me because I think... We're finally, from an industry perspective, making huge strides in automation, digitalization, and and making payments more efficient and faster.
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. And I think, you know, Glenn, you have the privilege of speaking to hundreds of credit unions across the country every year. Um, speak to a number of large FIs as well. What are you hearing in the market? What's going on? What are some of the challenges that if we talk about credit unions specifically, what are some challenges that credit unions are facing today?
0: So um, there's more than there's more than one. So I'll, I'll highlight a few. Um, one of the things that, and we have been talking to a number of credit unions, per, particularly focused on uh, the general rele- upcoming general release of FedNow, uh, faster payments in general. Um, one of the things that uh, comes up pretty regularly as far as challenges is around um, just having the time and the budgets to be able to stay on top of all the changes that are happening from a digital perspective. Um, There's a common theme is also around uh, cybersecurity, fraud—we get that question in different flavors, uh, but it's all around those kind of uh, uh, related topics. Um, so that's a big concern and a and a challenge for credit union is how how do I manage and control that and and bring safety and soundness to the credit union and to obviously their members. Um, another big challenge is. Um, is disintermediation um, certainly? There's been uh, other players that have come into the payment space, fintechs and other other providers that, in some cases, can complement things that credit unions are looking to do to better serve their members, and in other in other respects, can be competitive and pulling uh, pulling that relationship away from a credit union standpoint. It, it's really so much of that focus is about that relationship, that relationship with the member and things that can fracture that are very impactful and concerning to credit unions as well. Um, we've seen in the credit union space over the last several years um, uh, some significant activity as far as mergers and consolidation. So I think that's another area that credit unions are concerned about. The, the net result has been... That while it pales to the size of some of the largest banks in the country, credit unions are getting bigger. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's fewer smaller credit unions because of of mergers and acquisitions. So, number of things that credit unions are facing, um, not the least of which being, how do I? Um, uh, Put forth a payment strategy that can can incorporate some of the things that are happening specifically around faster payments and instant payments with uh, with the new network capabilities.
1: Yeah, and let's let's um, hone in a little bit on that topic because you know as VP of payment strategy and product innovation at Catalyst, I'm sure you're having uh, daily conversations with with credit union members on the release of FedNow. Um, you know, some RTP conversations, just overall strategy. So, so talk to me, how, how, how are those conversations? How have those, um, how, how have those been going? And is it have you noticed a shift since the fed put a go live date uh, with fed now?
0: Yeah, we have Kevin. Um It, uh the last several months, we've seen a heightened level of interest from credit unions. Uh, there's not, uh, it, there's a lot more credit unions reaching out to us for information than us needing to reach out to them. They're starting to get the word, uh, and and so there's certainly a uh, a need for additional uh, knowledge and education about what does this mean? You know, is it is it ACH? Is it wires? Is it something else? And and so so there's a lot of um, um education and things that um uh credit unions just are are unsure about um they um you know they struggle sometimes for resources and for that knowledge for their teams within their mm-hmm. organizations and so um so we're definitely seeing seeing that but but I think on a a positive note we are starting to see a lot more momentum as far as Hey, we don't get the questions so much anymore. Of, I'm not sure I even need to pay attention to instant payments. What there's not there, that's not it. My my members aren't asking for it. We used to hear that mm-hmm. that a lot of times. We don't. We're hearing less and less of that now, and more and more of. Um, this this is something that we probably need to get involved with. Now it's a question of timing and at what level. Um, so yeah, I, and I, I, I completely, completely agree. We
1: actually had uh read from the FBC on uh, the other day, and we, we were talking about this, how pre-COVID, especially for a lot of credit unions and community banks, mostly around your surrounding geog- geographic area is, is your member base or customer base, right? Mm-hmm. And with COVID, right. you went more digital, you had a lot of digital only banks pop up, large national banks focus a lot more on digital so they could reach more remote parts of the country. And so what, what happened was you had a group of customers who now are used to enacting or uh, interacting with their bank in a digital only format or communication, yeah. if you will. Right. And so, you know, from our standpoint, while the credit unions and community banks were providing great service and relationships um, to those members and those customers uh, those customers are also um, getting offers from large national banks or digital yes. banks that they might not have gotten a couple of years ago and so competition is is really fierce um in, in that space right now
0: it it certainly is and you know um, uh, controlling the data and knowing where where that data is and 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 keeping keeping uh that as um, as a forefront of of uh understanding within those uh, uh relationships is just really critical as you start uh, start thinking about a digital environment like i said you know we get the we get the questions and concerns around data security and uh keeping you know how do I best manage that and keep control of that and you know um not compromise um data uh for members at credit union so it's a it's a big it's a big issue
1: yeah i mean data we could we could have a whole we might have to invite you yeah. back on there's a whole another discussion around data just you know we have data from a security standpoint and then we also have you know using data to make better data driven decisions about your portfolio or leveraging data to provide you know personalization to your members or your customers so there's a there's a big data uh topic that needs to be addressed because i agree with you financial institutions across the board not not just credit unions but all of them really aren't doing a good job of leveraging data and even if they have the data it's then the question of well what do i do with it how how is it going to impact my customers and how can we make it meaningful so that you know, people are making better decisions off of it, and
0: and you've got so many uh, additional players in the space than you may have had it historically, right? You've got you've got Apple Pays and Google Pays, and you've got other large fintech organizations that uh, are offering services that can disintermediate um, certainly organizations such as credit unions, and uh, but nevertheless. You know, uh, you, it's pretty consistent that you see that consumers really trust their financial institution, and many have longstanding, even generational relationships with a credit union. And so, there's an opportunity for credit unions to continue to have relevancy and an importance as far as as communities. I when I think of credit union, this is also relevant for a number of community banks as well. they''re, they're kind of a core central to, to a lot of small towns and in, in you know middle America and you know uh, those relationships are important and there's value there. Um, and so now it's a matter of how how credit unions in particular can can maintain the level of service to a degree that that other players are having. But also bring that relationship that has been historical that they've they that, that was the reason that the the uh, individual became a member of a credit union in the first place.
1: Oh, a- absolutely. I mean, in terms of customer or member engagement, um, it's a lot tends to be a lot more personal at the community bank or credit union level as opposed to the large FIs. It's m- much more transactional. So, from right. my standpoint, it's how can how can technology enable these credit unions and community banks to have that same personal touch, but just in a, you know, digital first environment. Um, So there's a, there's a lot around that. But, you know, again, as you, as you think about your role today as, you know, VP of payment strategy with FedNow coming out, um, how are credit unions thinking about implementing FedNow or RTP or other payment rails or other instant payment options?
0: So we've seen this uh, to a degree with RTP as well, and I think it's going to have some similarities with FedNow. Uh, many credit unions have adopted out of the gate a receive-only uh, posture. So, you know, receive, it's about the ability to have entries posted more quickly to their uh, account holders' accounts, <laughs> and you're talking about from a financial institution receiving credits. <laughs> mm-hmm. So getting credits earlier, you know, is is a little easier business case sometimes than when I start factoring in SIN and debits and potential, there's a, a potential additional um, a thought around, uh, are, am I protected from a fraud account takeover perspective, all of those kind of things become deeper questions. But when you're talking about receiving transactions and receiving money, sometimes the um, the business case becomes a little more easily and uh, understanding that, hey, that that may be something that I can do. I think mm-hmm. the number of credit unions uh, that even start out as receive-only will, over time, start seeing the value in the business case to incorporate send. So I don't think it's going to be one of these where it's only a handful of banks sending through Fed now and RTP and everybody else is out there receiving. I don't think that'll be the case. I think over time, you will start seeing more and more. But I do think there will be a predominance of credit unions that at least out of the gate will start out in a receive only mode mm-hmm. and then look for ways how they can utilize send in a way that provides some value to their to their members and and just to um to make
1: sure that I'm tracking you correctly and our listeners understand when you say receive only Glenn that means that they are in fact part of the FedNow or RTP network, where they can receive those transactions, uh, but they're not initiating the payout or sending of those transactions.
0: Correct. They would be receiving credit transfers from those two networks and not initiating or sending credit transfers. Yep.
1: Yep. Got it. And, 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 And I guess for a lot of your members today... You know, is that is that the advice that you're, or is that is that what's happening out there where they are dipping their toes first and then we'll figure out the send side later?
0: Yes, yes. Um, so so we're engaged with a handful of credit unions as far as the uh, uh, alpha beta testing phase for now, and they will come out of the gate as receiving only, and we'll, there, there's an interest level in sin, but they want to start with receive and then we'll layer in SEND, hopefully later this year, or if not sometime early next year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, from your perspective, Glenn is, you know, let's say that I'm Miyamoto Credit Union of, of Fairfax, and I'm interested in receive only FedNow or RTP, right? Mm-hmm. Um what what advice would you give me to say, hey Kevin, here's how
0: to get started. Here's how simple it can be. Um, yeah, what are your what are your uh, thoughts around that? Yeah, there's so there's several things that come to mind. One is um, an understanding that RTP and FedNow are really just the the network, the the rail, the capability to get a transaction from here to there, but they're still the need for a back end and a front-end solution to provide a user experience to be able to use these new capabilities. I don't I think it'll be similar to um to ACH, for example. Consumers and businesses, well, business may be more so, but consumers don't really know ACH. They know direct deposit. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. that's <laughs> the way that's the way they think of it, right? And I think it'll be similar with FedNow. This will be a a a back end back office way to facilitate instant payments but you still will need that processing capabilities and that front end solution to make though the that reality give that as a solution uh so i don't even i don't even think the term fed now or rtp is going to transition into the general uh terminology yeah, that's being used right yeah,
1: I can, i'm laughing because i wholeheartedly complete uh, agree with you glenn you know if you think about a normal bank terminology it could be you need to up you need to upload your Notch file via your erp right and include whether your ach is ppd ct ccd or te
0: like what does that mean to to anyone, right, It's outside of payment, No, 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 no. So, but it'll be incumbent on the credit union to figure out um, that solution to provide that front-end experience and that processing to be able to connect to FedNow and RTP, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it makes
1: so much more sense if it's, you know, hey, you can, you know, initiate this uh, FedNow payment with blah, 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 irrevocability and go through the jargon, or you could say, hey, we actually have a new product built for title companies that easily allows you to receive funds that are, that they can't crawl back at all. And you get it within seconds. And by the way, it's a fraction of the cost of a wire.
0: Yes. Like that to
1: me as a title, you know, a title company owner, that makes a lot of sense. The first way described and it's not, you know, packaged together, that might be lost on me.
0: Yes. And that's the way I think it will be introduced to the to the general public right and so mm-hmm. it'll be up to in our case credit unions to be able to work with various providers that have that connectivity to those networks and provide the solution and and you know one of the i mean one of the biggest things with with rtp and fed now and the the reason that um that they're coming into existence is you know we've we've kind of figured out ways to use existing payment rails to make stuff work right that i mean we um whether it be from push to card or or now same day ACH versus next day ACH we found ways to work within the framework that we were in before but with a solution like FedNow the one of the key differentiators is the instantaneous settlement of the dollars between the financial institutions at the same time as the transaction flow, and so that's a big that's a big difference and so um so we spent a lot of time trying to help educate credit unions on capabilities uh, and opportunities around settlement because we we think just based on the general mix, and this isn't an absolute, but we think on the general mix of transactions that are out there that credit unions. Even those that um, do go into a uh, send capability along with receive are going to be net receivers. Mm-hmm. We think the majority of them will be. And so mm-hmm. what does that mean? What does that mean in managing their settlement dollars, their, their account dollars that um, are uh, going to be coming in earlier as credits for those received transactions and managing that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and and the other the other thing too, in terms of getting started with this whole instant payment journey, I mean the the Faster Payments Council is just a great resource. I know you're doing a a great job leading up the education and awareness work group. So uh, why don't we just touch on that for a few minutes? Um, what what are some of the new things that you all are working on?
0: Sure. Yes. And and and. Uh, ditto on that. You're doing a great job working with with uh, with initiatives going on at at uh, Faster Payments Council as well. So, um, so for the education and awareness work group, um, we've got a number of uh, different um, uh, subgroups that we've uh, got ongoing. Uh, the uh, part of the relationship with the NACHA organization around certi- uh, certifications around the faster payments professionals that are being developed is in partnership to no small extent with some of the work that's happening within the education and awareness work group, uh, working on th- everything from a uh, a defined glossary of terms that we've um, been working on and continue to build. Um, I, I, a frequently asked questions section within the FPC website to provide some of this informational uh, resources. One of the things that we spent uh, a good deal of time here recently is actually um, from some feedback we got at the last uh, Faster Payments Council conference which was in the spring which was that there was a need there was a demand out there for more information around use cases uh, and specific use cases so we're we're spending some time on ways that we can not just talk about use cases because I think that's been generally talked about in the industry for you know since the uh, uh, startup of RTPs um, mm-hmm but i think we're now at a point that it's not necessarily just about oh let's let's think up all the potential use cases that instant payments can apply to but i think we're now starting to transition more into case studies and actual true examples of the way that instant payments are working and benefiting consumers and businesses. So we're trying to put some more effort around education around those use cases. And um, hopefully that will be relatable to organizations that may uh, still be trying to decide at what level they go about participating in instant payments.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've had lots of guests on this show and it always comes back to education making sure that, you know, if you're a practitioner, corporate too, but if you're a practitioner um, understanding the differences between immediate versus same day versus instant versus, you know, irrevocable or, you know, just having a a baseline knowledge to be able to talk about what's the difference between FedNow and Zelle or or Venmo or, you know, being able to have that baseline knowledge and speaking about it and articulating the value to your customers or your members there's a big gap there and i know the educational awareness work group and the fpc is doing a great job to fill that so um continue the good
0: work there glenn it's it's Ah. definitely needed in the market yeah Um, no it's it's a great organization to uh, to be involved with great talent and individuals that are on the work groups at the staff it's a it's a really good organization to be a part of
1: yeah, yeah and and so glenn you know as we're kind of wrapping up here um what is your advice to credit unions as they're thinking about embarking on this fed now journey if you could give them one or two or even three pieces of mm-hmm. advice or hey if you're listening to this podcast here are three things that you can do today to put yourself in a better position what would those be what well,
0: get educated start talking to um those organizations or those individuals that uh you have trusted relationships with to find information whether it's the Faster Payments Council or or, or uh, other organizations get start getting your staff edu- educated because we think that instant payments is not a question of do I or do I not participate. If you're going to be a financial institution and deliver a, a payments experience to your consumers and your businesses, we think it's table stakes now. So it's it's really not a uh, that type of a question the question in my mind comes to a decisioning on if there are um, um, obvious use cases that would initiate the um, the send the sending credit transfers initially or if this receive only um, start mode uh, makes the most sense and um, it well could be just receive initially but that's another thing that I would I would suggest needs to be part of those considerations to me it's not not doing it it's at what level you start doing it and um, and how do I position resources and prioritization to make that happen and so those are those are some of the things that I think credit unions really need to um, focus on and take into consideration.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so Glenn, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your time. Lots of great, uh, advice and wisdom in there. And for those of you listening, we'll see you on the next one.